Hello everyone welcome to another episode of Deshwartha podcast before getting into the podcast i have two requests from you first if you are new to this channel please subscribe to the channel this podcast is up, available in video format on youtube predominantly it's audio just uh, audio for right now but if you are li- listening to this podcast on youtube please subscribe to the channel if you are listening to this podcast on any other major podcasting platforms please do follow back please do rate the show uh, it every bit helps that is the first thing the second thing that i wanted to talk about during this episode is i have yet to kind of figure out the format of the show i don't want it to be entirely a news based show i want it to be a uh, show where you can come uh, where you can interact with me and you can have a bit of laugh whether it may be a meme review whether we uh, discuss topics that are funny whether we discuss pop culture news i want it to be a uh, it this podcast to be an amalgamation of all the things that is positive and good it doesn't mean that we are going to shy away from discussing things that are hard which we are going to do on a regular basis but i don't want it to define the show as such so i'm trying to figure out the format of the show uh and again this show will be available thrice a week uh for at least foreseeable future that is on a monday on a wednesday and on a friday these are the three days that you can get the show it will be available at uh the all major pod- podcasting platforms and on youtube as of i right now i am again repeating myself it is available only in audio format so that is one thing that has been decided that this is going to be a predominantly audio based show the second aspect that i have yet to figure out is the overall format of the show in itself because i said i don't want it to be an entirely news based show i want to get a get guests on the show from time to time which i'll try to as the days progress and i want it to be a little bit of light hearted show where you can get the information that you are looking for get my opinions get to share your opinions too and not only that uh, have a bit of laugh uh, however it may be so that is what i wanted to get out uh, right off, out of the gate uh, declaring uh, kind of uh, informing you that the sh- this is not the final format of the show the final format of the show is yet to be decided uh, with your help hopefully um th- to those who have been listening till now thanks for your uh, uh, repeated uh, support to the podcast please inform your friends and family ask them to subscribe ask them to listen ask them to rate the show um let me know i'm trying to get on patreon uh, from the get go itself where i intend to do a weekly live show where a q and a session will be happening or most likely an interaction where you can share your kind of uh, opinions also which will be available only on patreon that would be a weekly kind of a show uh, that i am trying to figure out as of right now but nonetheless i just wanted to inform you that this is not the final format of the show i'm trying the format of the show is evolving and it will always evolve but at least the general structure is yet to be decided because i want a little i want this show to be an entertaining show where you come 
and you feel safe uh, uh, to share your thoughts and as such so that is uh, the housekeeping news out of the way we have a bit of good news in terms of uh, uh, okay it's not good or bad i think it's good i personally feel it's good in the sense as to how things are progressing in our country the second thing that i wanted to point out is again i'm like trying to push this thing where i'm repeatedly asking you to subscribe to the channel so that is done uh coming back to the show in itself we have a bit of good news in terms of nyanwapi case we also have uh, news in regards to how international ranking organizations are biased and are racist towards india we have new study coming out of sydney that kind that kind kind of explains why these people are very uh, negative towards india and its growth i'm not saying all of them but if you look at past rankings in internet various uh, international institutions we have pretty much found enough evidence stating that they have been categorically undermining india's uh, growth and in india's ranking we have a new study coming out of sydney that kinds of uh, backs up that claim that these institutions are racist and biased towards india particular and we also have a bit of dramatic news from the pla that is people liberation army of china where the chinese army right the chinese army is giving exploding bracelets exploding smart bracelets uh, to their uh, soldiers in case if they surrender to indian army in case they defect during a all out war between india and china these bracelets bracelets are going to explode dhan 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 this is kind of interesting we'll discuss that too but let us start with the gnanwapi case so what is this gnanwapi case so the varanasi districts and sessions court sessions court on monday upheld the maintainability of hindu side petition in gnanwapi mosque complex case so before going into that let us get a basic timeline of the entire case history itself i am not going to go into the entire history as i said these are the cases that have to be that has to be discussed in a very detailed manner if you are interested please let me know we will do a explicit series on all the cases that are currently being fought in indian courts in regards to temples mosques churches and so on and so forth so here is the timeline of the case so in august of 2021 five individual women approached the varanasi court and filed a suit in the court of varanasi civil judge which is a senior division seeking permission for daily worship at ma shrinagar gauri sthal in gnanwapi complex this was in 2021 what they essentially did asked was they approached the court and said we are seeking permission to daily worship at ma shrinagar gauri sthal in gnanwapi complex this was in august 2021 again a significant update came in april of 2022 in april of 2022 the court has appointed an advocate commissioner and orders on and gave an order to survey the complex itself so in 2022 of april the court appointed an advocate commissioner and asked him or that committee or that commissioner to conduct the survey of the complex this was in april of 2022 again in may of 2020 may 6th of 2022 the survey began right 
this was before the other party this was the hindu side the other party is aimc amc is nothing but the anjuman islamia masjid committee the current claimants of the masjid that is residing in that place they are the committee that are running or overseeing the functioning the functioning of the mosque in that place now in may 6th of 2022 the survey began this survey began before the advocates of the opposing party the masjid committee's party were able to file an application alleging that the commissioner ajay mishra was biased so in april of 2022 the court appointed advocate commissioner who was ajay mishra in may 6th when the survey began the amc advocates filed an application stating that the commissioner that the court had appointed who happened to be mr ajay mishra he was indeed actually biased so this is not absolutely true this was just a claim from the opposing side we don't know whether he was biased or not but that is a claim that they had made i don't know based on what factors that they had claimed that he was biased but they claimed they filed a petition saying that he was biased this was in may 6th of 2022 in may 12 same year made well the court refused to remove mr mishra so in, they clearly uh, said no we are not going to re- remove mr mishra and instead of removing mr mishra they appointed a senior advocate vishal singh as special advocate commissioner and again ordered the team of both mr mishra and mr vijay uh, vishal singh ji to continue their survey and submit a report by may 17 so finally on may 14 the survey resumes and it continues for two days so the survey was do- done over a period of two days by this up court appointed advocate commissioner team who was an advocate commissioner subsequently a special advocate commissioner was also appointed finally on may 19th of 2022 the team submitted it re- its report to the court which is very interesting now this is where the supreme court steps in on may 19th they submitted the report in may 20 the supreme court came in and asked did not ask they simply said you are, we are going to transfer the case from this court to that court so what had happened was in the case was being fought in sessions court now the supreme court came and said that this case is going to be fought in district judge what was uh, district judge level court what was the reason for it the supreme court stated because of the complexities and sensitivity of the issue we are going to transfer this stating that where the supreme court says that it will be better if a senior judicial official having sorry senior judicial officer having an experience of over 25 to 30 years handles the case this was uh, the supreme court steps in says that it's a compli- complicated issue sensitive issue it is better off being handled by a senior uh, judicial officer having experience of over 25 to 30 years who and they transferred that case to varanasi district judge fine that is absolutely okay we have no issues nobody had any issues also there be few people but the court did it anyway so this was in may 20 come coming to may 26 again the hearing begins this hearing is important because 
here the hearing is on maintainability of the case okay what is maintainability let us look for a proper definition what is maintainability specifically we have to look at the definition of maintainability of suit itself so the maintainability of a suit is nothing but ability to the ability of the court or the right in taking upon itself the issue of maintainability okay this is again getting into a legal jargon jargon not jargon jargon so it simply means that a suit for its maintainability requires no authority of law and it is enough that no statutes bars the suit okay so here the question was this law called does anybody know what the law here is it's nothing but the places of worship act 1991 so this is where the question of maintainability comes in the lawyers for the masjid committee were arguing that since this masjid comes under or at least this falls under the places of worship act of 1991 the suit filed by the five women in itself is not maintainable in the court meaning they were asking the court to court to throw the suit out of the court because it goes against the places of worship act of 1991 this is where the question of maintainability comes in so the five women's suit was being tested against whether it will stand the test uh, stand against the uh, implications of the uh, places of worship act maybe i'm getting a little bit complicated to simplify the question of maintainability came when there is this already law existing called places of worship act now when this woman filed a suit the opposite side claimed that since there is this act called places of worship act places of worship act which gives the option uh, gives the right of maintaining status quo the application or the suit asking of uh, of these five women asking for worship does not stand so that is where the question so in essence the suit filed by these five women was being tested against the places of worship act this is this is what maintainability of this case is see if if i this is the best i personally can explain if there are any mistakes please forgive me please do your own bit of research in this regard but nonetheless this is what maintainability of the case is in this regard this was in may 2000 sorry may 26 again in august of 24 varanasi district judge ajay krishna reserves his order till september 12 for after both hindu and muslim sides complete their argument this was in august 24 by this time what are we what do we have in terms of uh, the case development first we have the court ordering a survey the court appointing advocate commissioners not one but two second the supreme court stepping in transferring the case to the district judge right stating that complexity sensitivity we have uh, we need an officer judicial officer meaning a judge in layman terms who has an experience of handling cases for a period of 25 to 30 if they are senior it's better and finally the team completed their survey 
the survey report was submitted okay the report has been submitted to the court the court went through this finally it came to the point where the hearing started on the maintainability of the suit filed by this five women now in august of 24 the judge who has been presiding over this case till this point of time reserved his order for september 12 that is how we arrived to september 12 i hope that is actually clear again please forgive me now this is where things turned positive okay i am little bit biased i'm i'm being very honest with you i'm i'm little bit biased so now september 12th came now the varanasi districts and sessions court upheld the maintainability of hindus side petition in nyanwapi mask complex case so when you are reporting on this let us be very clear you cannot say the hindu side you have to say the five women's suit okay it is the five women who have approached the court asking for or seeking permission to carry out daily rituals in that place now the court said okay yes you can this suit can move forward meaning the case will actually get its hearing proper hearing now as i said again the same thing now the bench again uh, ak vishwesh mr ak vishwesh honorable judge of uh, this is a single bench judge again uh, district judge sorry sorry a single bench of district judge ak vishwesh delivered the verdict in ganwapi uh, shri srinagar gauri dispute case i hope i am little bit mumbling mumbling, uh, mumbling here and there but nonetheless the maintainability stands meaning the court case can move forward during the same hearing the court rejected the uh, masjid committee's side uh, petition stating that uh, the suit is maintainable and the next hearing is for september 2020 uh, sorry september 22 now again the masjid committee can approach alhabad high court let us see how things proceed but as far as the maintainability of this suit filed by this five women is good meaning the case will move forward that is the update in gnanwapi case okay now both sides will get the judgment both sides will dissect the entire judgment and they'll see where they can approach the high court where they'll see where they can directly approach the supreme court so both sides will as i said will dissect this judgment in minute detail because at the end of the day the fruit that is um, hanging over this entire case is the places of worship act of 1991 we may see uh, the opposing party that is the masjid committee approaching supreme court uh, challenging the uh, this thing let us see how this case progresses so that is the biggest update uh, that we have in terms of the gnanwapi masjid i think things will progress nicely at the end of the day i can we can probably agree that india is a country where the judiciary despite its issues i'm not going to go into the de- details of it has been consistently or at least in m- most of the cases has been up the judgments given by the court are upheld by the people in the sense that people do abide by those judgments one of the biggest being the ram, ram janmabhoomi case 
where we saw a compromise reach out where the court gave its judgment and people abided by it we didn't see as much as people uh, thought the violence it would be but nonetheless is it yeah we can agree that in india judiciary kind of has its respectable place in the society i may be talking out of my back here by right now so that is the update in regards to gnanwapi masjid now let us get into the second bit of information that i wanted to talk about today the case of or the mysterious case of rankings international rankings and the rank awarded to india in such rankings so what is the one of the biggest i personally has been have been hearing this uh constant bombardment of news stating that democracy is under threat in india democracy is under danger and is dying in india and people are being trampled people rights are being trampled xyz at the end of the day democracy will die in india it's not even whether it will die in india or it is being challenged it's already dead according to so many experts both at home and at in abroad now a sydney based academician right came out with a report this is a research report stating that all objective indicators show indian democracy is in good health he went on to further add that it is in much better shape than those of the peer countries with similar levels of education with similar levels of income so this goes directly against what all we have been hearing since 2014 we may agree or disagree on such points but you have to agree at least you have to accept the fact that it is not as worse of a situation as people are portraying it to be yes things are challenging yes there are certain challenging conditions such issues that are to be addressed by the government that are to be supported by the opposition parties but you cannot say uh, that the countries uh, the democracy in the countries dying that i personally find it to be problematic for people who are shouting out of of their uh, roofs top roofs tops asking for the fall of government or the death of people just because they don't agree with them or align with them politically that's not right at the end of the day whoever you are on whichever side you may stand you end up damaging the country in its uh, whole right just because you have a hatred towards an individual you directly correlate it, it to the country itself and you demonize the country and who is the loser at the end of the day the country the people who are shouting at him or uh, the people who are shouting at the country at the individual that they hate uh, and the people and the person who is receiving that kind of um, uh, accusations or you can say whatever you are, you say they'll be gone in a few years right you you will be left the country will be left behind maybe i am talking in a very different way but nonetheless what i intend to say is people who create all this noise who create all this negative uh, feedback on the indian ecosystem they'll leave this uh, place they'll leave their mortal coil one day and 
the damage would have already been done they wouldn't even be held accountable for what they are doing i'm not saying on the one side it's a issue on the both sides right so again this is kind of what okay i haven't read the entire um paper completely i didn't have the time maybe i'll read it today or tomorrow and i'll get back to you in the next episode but as far as what just i have in front of me it's kind of clear that yeah all the objective indicators in india which say that indian democracy is in a good health i agree challenges are present in every country i am not generalizing the issues of india with other countries but you have to accept right yes there is a lack of state response in certain areas which everybody would like to see the government pull up but i hope we reach there that is why we need a very strong opposition which is questionable in india right now the people that i like in the opposition are nowhere near the position that they need to be in order to question the government that is in power right now that is one thing asking for a strong opposition is not a uh, crime i personally hope so i am not saying somebody is not doing their job it's up to them to do their job or not but as an individual voter i believe that india needs a stronger opposition right yesterday in the last episode we discussed where one uh, member of parliament was saying that we need a kichdi government we need a rainbow government we need a weak pm that doesn't work what we need is a stronger pm and a stronger opposition so that the opposition has the ability to question the pm in power and hold him and his government accountable i don't think we are personally seeing a opposition that uh, is doing that which allows the government in power to get away with a lot of slack again the losers are the people i am not a pro political party person i am not a political individual at all but you can clearly see government getting away with a lot of slack because there is nobody to ask them what the hell they are doing it's again the people who lose at the end of the day it's the citizens that do that do lose at the end of the day i know i am kind of giving a generalized answer but you have to agree that a country such as india especially a country such as india needs a very uh, healthy and a strong opposition whoever may be in power that opposite that force needs a force that is opposite right so that they can ask the questions that common citizens cannot ask now coming back to the study itself again the question is why this all international rating agencies give such such bad ratings to our country i personally feel we should take the path of china in this case china says who are you china questions how did you arrive at it i don't think they'll even ask how did you arrive at it they'll say we don't care we don't care we absolutely don't care that should be the attitude of india also there is a certain section of indian population let's not take names who the moment an international ranking agency releases an rank their rankings for that year they pick that number they don't even go into the aspects that went into the ranking who is giving it why they are giving it who are backing them nothing no due diligence they'll just see the number tagged 
to the side of India and they'll run with it. Again, they're not at all helping anybody. If they think that they're helping themselves, I don't think so. People are far more aware right now. People are far more educated. The, the availability to information is far higher than these people think it is. So these rankings I have always have a certain um, cautiousness that I attach to these rankings when I study them. Right. You should also do that. Don't take those rankings as the gospel. We don't know why they are giving it. Particularly when it comes to Asian countries. There is always an inherent bias that is imbibed in them. Embedded, not imbibed. They may consume that racism. I don't know how people consume racism. But it is embedded, embedded into those rankings. Or the systems that they use to test against democracies or countries. Again, this is my personal opinion. I may be entirely wrong here. I am not making any accusations on any organizations or I am not taking any names. But that is how I personally feel. Now coming back to this. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, the point I was trying to make was we shouldn't care what rank India gets. You see your own parameters. Why are you waiting for somebody to give that uh, badge of honor or whatever? Excuse me. Whatever the hell it may be to see where you are progressing. You yourself will know whether your country is progressing or not. What is the biggest hurdle in India's growth right now? Unemployment. Whether we like it or not, unemployment is a huge challenge in our country. Yes, the economy is doing fantastic compared to other world economies. Indian economy is doing a fantastic job. But at the core of it, we have this unemployment problem. Look at those parameters. Look at those rankings inside, not from outside. We don't need external validation. We need to look inwards. That is what I personally believe in. This article kind of goes against all the claims made by these certain sections that exist inside our country and outside our country. Thrive inside our country, make careers outside the country. That is the absolute truth. Again, personal opinion, not claiming or not accusing anybody of such. <laughs> so all objective indicators show Indian democracy is in good health, in much better shape than those of peer countries with similar levels of education and income. Now, this is from a Sydney-based ac academician named Salvatore Baboons. I'm imagining all the hate that this individual must be getting right now, particularly all the worst takes on his name. But this gentleman is doing what a researcher is supposed to do. Look at empirical evidence. Look at empirical data. Analyze the data in a neutral unbiased fashion and come out with his or her findings okay i'm not saying just because it is kind of what i believe in or maybe there is an, a bias in me that kind of agrees with the uh, results of this study but nonetheless that is how a research has to be done which as i said we don't do there is a lot of circle J's going on around in India and outside the world when it comes to these kinds of things. Um, so, in, in an article for Australia Today, Salvatore Baboons 
uh, an associate professor at the University of Sydney has said that the world should be looking to India as a model not of democratic backsliding but of democratic success at 75 years old uh, 75 years old it might be it might reasonably be said that india democracy is healthier than ever and quotes this is his statement who is this mr salvatore salvatore is an academic specialty includes international rankings said that some recent international evaluations are suffused with wanton speculation misleading statistics and uncritical reproductions of activist accusations against the government in power see that is for somebody to decide on their own okay i'm not going to go into the statement made here because he is absolutely right most of these rankings that we got recently are entirely pulled out of somebody's back they are not scientifically sound so this is the information i would humbly ask you to go and read the entire article and if you have patience go and read the research paper that he kind of published okay many levels of criticism many of the criticisms leveled at indian democracy are actually criticisms of poverty and indian democracy should be admired for its for its persistence in the face of deprivation not discounted for the shortcomings of indian economy absolutely true other criticisms of indian democracy are actually criticisms of outdated often british colonial institutions and again indian democracy should be admired for its longevity not discouraged for its age i can absolutely and probably say that india is a country with all its fractures all its imperfections is the country since independence had no issue in transfer of power show me any other country where there were issues in transfer of power every election every election whether the party in power loses or wins again there is an absolute peace in transfer of power can you say the same to our neighbors whom most of these rankings hold in high numbers or higher rankings than india is always awarded no you have to look at the problem this is not a one off situation right it's a multi layered situation it's an a uh, situation of precedence absolutely right you have this precedence of international organizations international ranking institutions constantly ranking india in a very different way being held up to very different standards so what is the best way out of it when you say that you are moving out of the colonial mindset when you want to decolonize as such one would say it then why do you care about what rank you are being given take the chinese road there is no shame in taking that chinese road so again to give you a bit of information this research is published by quadrant magazine indian democracy at 75 who are the barbarians at the gate absolutely true i'll be reading this article i intend to read this article i don't know i had trouble accessing the website for whatever the reason may be i'll ask somebody else to access and send it to me please do go and read this fantastic article absolutely i agree again i reiterate it there are challenges it doesn't mean that you demean the country just to get your point across 
you will be gone in a few years the people who you are accusing will absolutely be gone in a few years but the country will be remaining and the damage that you are doing will always stay that will be your legacy that is something that these people have to think about so after that heavy thing let's end today's podcast with this very 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 interesting very futuristic news from china pla to explode its soldiers with smart sensor bracelets if they detect or surrender to indian army this is not something new i think this is this article is new in the sense that this was published yesterday or day before yesterday this is not the first time that the chinese soldiers were being given exploding bracelets i think this happened in the past also i didn't have the time to look up that article but i certainly remember do remember reading about a similar thing in the past also but this is interesting right this is interesting because recently both sides that is india and china agreed on a disengagement procedure in gogra and hot spring area and we have news from army chief himself stating that india china disengagement in gogra hot spring areas is going as per schedule so if you don't know both india and china are engaged in a fierce standoff situation in ladakh region for whatever reason indian government chose to stay silent we don't have much information in terms of public record but one thing is absolutely clear that indian territory is being occupied by the chinese side i don't know why the indian government is choosing to stay silent here but it is absolutely clear we have satellite data we have satellite imagery and we have enough first hand accounts of in uh, situations agreeing to the fact that chinese have indeed occupied indian territory we don't know how india plans to push these forces that are occupying indian territory out we don't know how much territory has been occupied by the chinese but all of these things i'm not going to go into the entire history of it but on from my personal point of view this seems to be the new chinese playbook they are going to come they are going to stay there they are going to negotiate they are going to stall and they are going to agree to move back few inches or something like that and create a new status quo this is the modern version or the more slower version of salami slicing so what they are trying to do is they are trying to create new status quo areas let us say they have occupied 15 kilometers inside indian territory or indian claimed indian territory not claimed we haven't gone that side they have come this side so what they will do for uh, one uh, for one year or two years they'll stay in that 15 kilometers uh, inside indian territory they are going to carry out negotiations like they have been doing for the past two years finally when it comes to uh, making a deal or an agreement they are going to say that we are going to move back 5 kilometers or 10 kilometers but at the end of the day they are inside 5 kilometers even if they move back but india has no other option but to accept maybe we can push back i don't know but that is what their strategy seems to be create new status quo occupy territory move back few centimeters a few centimeters few inches and that is how they intend to carry on their thing 
so because we had a announced from announcement from government of india stating that the the disengagement process will be completed by september of 12 which started on september 9 again excuse me again we have to see how things will go um i personally feel the government of india should come clean should give out facts how things are what things are how much territory that india had uh, the china uh, chinese have occupied india has to be very transparent in this thing but let us see how the government of india deals with this issue so that is the update on um, india china standoff coming back to the exploding bracelets as per a report published by the chinese army daily on august 15th of 2022 the ccp that is the chinese communist party had made the use of smart sensing and exploding bracelets mandatory for its soldiers so what is the use of these bracelets the bracelets will conduct collective surveillance and will prevent them from defecting to indian army during battle which is very interesting the bracelets will carry out continuous facial facial recognition it will uh, record facial information of the officers soldiers judge their psychological state in real time and give data feedback and archive them the reason being that the pla has observed or at least the ccp has observed the unwillingness of pla soldiers to fight indian army this is according to a chinese american columnist and a political commentator jin song chen he is saying that the ccp generals and officers are all corrupt they sell their rank and title in the early years men and women in the countryside has a, had a price to be a soldier when they joined the party they were promoted in army according to the bribe amount they could give till date majority of chinese soldiers are the only children of their parents hence none of them want to fight therefore the ccp has no confidence in this soldiers absolutely beautiful news see this is all well and fine okay if anything to go by uh, what happened at the in the night of uh, where we lost uh, major major santosh babu and uh, his troops uh, uh, where we lost 20 soldiers they are not far away from carrying out violent and backstabbing steps because if you read uh, the shivarur's uh, mr shivarur's new book india fearless 3 you'll understand what is going on there because at the end of the day uh, the soldiers who were killed indian soldiers who were killed in the hands of the chinese actually knew the chinese soldiers on the other side who carried out that dastardly attack so things are not as um, as things are different yaar there is a certain difference uh, the information that we get is completely different from what actually takes place there is a lot of uh, there is no proper commun- it's not that they have to communicate certain things should not be communicated to the masses but in cases of national security but uh, when you read his book you understand the fact or in one of his interviews he was saying the same thing stating that you may don't know the chinese soldiers but we know that chinese soldier we we talk with each other we know some of them know us by our names we ask them 
there we know on a name basis so it doesn't mean that they are not going to carry out the attacks that they did it doesn't mean that they are going to at the first uh, instance of the first shell falling they'll run it doesn't mean that but it means that they're not battle ready that is my personal opinion let us see how things goes i hope it doesn't come to that but oh god such a sad state interesting right giving your soldiers exploding bracelets because you're afraid that they'll abandon and go a wall interesting if you want to read that article that article is available on carbontracy.com that is the first article that you find uh, c a r b u n t r a c y d dot not d dot com c o m yes successfully completed the third episode of deshwatha podcast if you liked the episode once again i request you to like share subscribe if you are listening the audio to the audio version on podcasting platforms please do follow us there please leave us a good rating and let me know let me know would you like me to do patreon episodes if you if so will you support me there if you want me to talk about any articles any news any um, research papers do let me know and one more thing i have started the reddit at r slash deshwarta d e d e s h v a a r t a deshwarta is available on reddit you can go join please build that community share the articles that you you want us to discuss in the podcast share the memes that you want to be uh, showcased on the podcast share anything that you want to see be civil there again i repeat be civil there share interesting topics that we can discuss on the podcast here once again the reddit page is active r desh varta is the reddit page please go and join the subreddit thank you namaste